Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Turn over to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. For 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 is our famed scripture for the year. Our theme is Faith Walkers, but we'll spend some time today, this morning, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. The first verse in Hebrews chapter 11 reads as follows, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Based on that, I want to talk to you from this subject, I must increase my faith to be a faith walker. Notice the title, I must increase my faith to be a faith walker. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your word this morning. And we continue to pray that the word of God has free course in this sanctuary. Thank you for your precious, anointed, holy, healthy, wealthy, and wise saints in this sanctuary that have come ready to receive a word from you. Father, we continue to bind the enemy. It will try to hinder or stop what Jesus is doing in the lives of his people. We bind and we cast them out in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace and your love. Thank you for ministering your word this morning to your to your sheep. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. Increase is a word suggests that something must become greater in size, amount, or intensity. For example, as our finances increase, we can expect more access to money, be it cash flow, savings, investments, and so forth. Another example would be as our influence increases, we can expect to have a greater effect or impact on others as godly Christians, as godly Christians. I was thinking about this. You remember when we talked about the the 12 spies that went out and one of them was Joshua. When Joshua came back and he and Caleb said, we're well able to take the land, but the 10 uh, other 10 spies says we're not able to do it. But Joshua did not have the influence that he needed at the time to sway the people. And, but as he got, as influence grew, later on when you read, he, he said, let's go over and take the land. They were well able and they did go over and take the land based on Joshua had increased in his influence. He had godly influence. But you also can have a negative influence. A negative influence will have people disregarding God, disregarding his word, disregarding the things of God. That is a negative influence. So your influence can either be good or it can be negative. When it comes to increasing our faith, 
We want to see a greater, more intense manifestation or display or demonstration or evidence of scripture in our lives. Not just my life, but in the lives of everyone that follows our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have scriptures like Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 and verse 39. Let's go. In fact, some of you probably don't have to go far. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 and verse 39. It's actually the words that will that come right before Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. I'm going to read it to you and go back and talk about it a little bit here. Now, the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Again, now the just, the just are the ones who are righteous, those who keep the commands of God. How these individuals shall live, they shall enjoy life, they shall make decisions by faith. See, as children of God, we're striving to keep the commands of God. Uh, we're striving to keep the commands of God. Therefore, we are known by as just people and we live by faith. In other words, just like the word of God teaches us to have a lifestyle of trusting the Lord wholeheartedly. We also have a lifestyle of living by faith. If we're really going to enjoy life, we're going to have to make a decision that we are going to live by faith. Goes on to read in Hebrews 10 and 38. But if anyone draws back, if anyone shuns or becomes timid and fearful or withdraws back, my soul has no pleasure. It is not good for God. He's not pleased with that in him. The Hebrew writer is clear about what God thinks about those who begin to withdraw, to shun away or to shun away, uh, to Stay away from the word of God. Stay away from regular church. Stop paying tithes. Stop giving God his offering. Stop praying. Stop treating people like God instructed us to do. He says, I want, he draw back from those. These individuals are drawing back. See, one thing you see this in this particular text is it's not God it's this causing the people to go back. It's their own decisions that people make that causes them to go back. And we must understand is when people decide to go back. And I told you this uh, many times before, and I'm, I wanted you to get this in your spirit, is that people go back and they can still be in your face. Listen, you could be in a relationship in your mind, but the other person has already left that relationship. You can be in a situation where you could say, hey, I've committed to you, but in their mind, they're there, but they really have no commitment to you. Well, God sees this in his life when people say they come to him and you see them shining. You see him being timid. You see him being fearful. And this, and God says, my soul has no pleasure in him. Soul is another word for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has no pleasure in them. Hebrews 10 and 39. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition. So notice this. Those who draw back go to what the Bible calls perdition, perdition which is destruction or ruin. But of those who believe, notice we are people who believe. We have confidence and trust in the, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to the saving of our soul. 
And as children of God, we must constantly be aware that whether my thinking, my talking, and my actions suggest that I'm drawing back from God and increasing more in the things of the world or those things that are contrary to God. So if I see myself, and let's say, for example, this is God here, and I find myself not drawing close to God, but drawing back from God, then I need to examine myself. And one thing I have to understand this is, understand this too. Don't let trials and tribulations think that you're drawing back from God. That means sometimes you just got to go through because this is your time to go through. And that's okay though. That's okay. Everybody say that's okay. And, and so sometimes you go through trials and tribulation. It's not the fact that you're drawing away from God. It's just you're going through trials and tribulations. And, and sometimes that happens to all of us as Christians. Even Jesus went through things when he was on the earth. And so therefore, we will probably go through things as well. Now, we begin to have, excuse me, we have to keep in mind that we are not of those who draw back or return to destruction. Are ruined, but those who believe. We trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are assured and we believe in his written and his revealed word. See, pleasing God must be essential or necessary to us as Christians. Our faith is necessary when it comes to pleasing our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. So, but without faith, it is impossible. It can't be done. You don't please God, for he who comes to God must believe, must trust, must have confidence that he is and that he is a rewarder. One thing I love about God, God says this, you got to believe I'm going to reward you. Isn't that good news? That God says, I believe. You can, okay, let me put it to your natural perspective. Every child has to believe their parent going to take care of them. A two-year-old can't expect some a stranger to take care of them. They expect their parents to take care of them. Well, God is a greater parent than our natural parents, and so we need to go to God and expect and, and believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I expect God to take care of me. Thank you all for the two amens. Who do you, who do you expect to take care of you? You? Your family? Your loved ones? No, you expect God to take care of you. And he wants that. He wants you to come to him and expect for him to supply every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He expects you to to come to him and say, Lord, I believe you can heal my body. Lord, I expect for you to do what you said according to your word, to do exceedingly, abundantly above anything we ask or think. I expect for you to do that, God. Now, I'm not expecting the world to treat me like God treats me. Let me get out of that because that that could take me someplace. Our faith increases. Our confidence and trust in him increases. It it helps us to understand him, understand his word, understand his character. See, when you understand the character of God, you know that God won't do some things. Like, for example, you know God will never leave you nor forsake you. Because why? That's his character. Now, somebody else's character, well, they may leave you and they may not leave you. But God will never leave you. Sometimes 
we, if we're not careful, we'll be upset because somebody didn't respond to a text or a phone call quick enough for us. You know why? Because we don't trust their character. Thank y'all for the two. Amen. All right. Pray for the rest of us. Right. But when you trust God character, if God don't answer you within a day or two, you still know he's still God. Because he what? He's able. Can you imagine the Hebrew boys when they were thrown in that particular uh, furnace there? I mean, they had to know who God was. But you know what they said? God is still able even if we get burned up. Because they what? They knew God's character. Do you know God's character when you go through trials and tribulations? Do you know God's character when you have to deal with your family or work or business issues? Do you know God's character? Because if you know his character, you don't get upset when, you, when you, things don't work out like they need to at first. Because you know in the end, because of his character, all things are going to work together for your good because you love God and called according to his purpose. Why? Because you know his character. See, according to the text, God desires for our faith to increase if we're going to please him. He promises great rewards as our belief or our confidence increases and we continue to seek or crave him. Meaning can relate to how craving will cause us to get up out of the bed. And I don't, listen, you live long enough so you've got hungry in the middle of the night and go and said, I'm not going to eat nothing. I'm not going to eat nothing. I'm going back to sleep. And you said, forget this. I'm going here and get me some. And I don't know how many you started to go home, but you guys, I'm going to stop by this store right here. I'm going to hit this drive through. You look at the line, that line be about 10 deep. And you're like, whoo, should I wait or not to wait? That is the question. And you know how you are, and depends on what, how you're feeling, how much money you got, how hungry you are. Because sometimes the line be too long. Like, I ain't going to wait for all these folks. I have to go first across the street. They got the two people in line. I'm going over him. But... <laughs> And then sometimes I see the line, but the line be about 10 deep. I say, whoo, this biscuit's so good. I'm going to stay in the line right here. I'm sorry. Is that too deep for y'all? I'm sorry. Is that too, too, too? Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I pray for my strength. Now, you may not go my line, but I'm sure you got your line that you go to. You got your line that you go to. I want some ice cream. And I'm not going to get this ice cream at home. I'm going to go to this place right here. They got ice cream. And I'm going to get this ice cream right here. Whatever it is, the cravings are... A part of life. You, you have to deal with them. You have to deal with them. I'm not, according to Hebrews 11, 6, 6, God wants us to diligently seek him or crave him when it comes to, even when it's inconvenient for us. Even when it calls us, it gets, you know, it's not convenient, it's, it's not easy for us. We, sometimes you lose sleep. Sometimes you lose television time. I mean, it's just part of life. If you want really what God wants for you, you have to put other stuff aside. Well, thank y'all. It got real quiet right there, but that's still all right, though. Let me tell you something. If you want to sacrifice to be better, you have to give up some stuff. It can always listen. Forget that line was always going to be easy for you to get what you're going to get. It's going. It's not going to be easy to your flesh. It's not going to be easy sometimes to your uh, your mode of doing things. I'm give you just a quick natural example. The way that these musicians minister here, they have to sacrifice some time. That is sacrifice some time in order to get to that skill level. You have to find what is some of the singers sing here. That is sacrifice some time to get to that skill level. And there's some things in life if you're going to do and you're going to do for God efficiently and proficiently, you got to sacrifice some time in order to get there. But let me say this to you. It's well worth the sacrifice. Well worth it. Well worth it. 
Now, he wants us to diligently seek him in his word, seek him in prayer, seek him in our giving when it comes to our offering and so forth. We know that we know that God wants us to bring us his tithes and his offering. Tithing is 10 percent, uh, which is a payment to God. My offering is a contribution to God. If the excuse me, it is the amount I give or share in addition to God tithes and offerings after I seek him for the amount to give. And see, increasing our faith will help us to please God and bring great rewards because we're seeking God as to how much to give. And when you give, this shall be given unto you, good man, you're pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So we talked about earlier, when we give, we're giving out of faith. We give out of faith. And as we do it in faith, God blesses us with, with uh, open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing we have room enough to receive. Now, in our theme scripture for 2022, Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith. We regulate our life. We progress in life by faith. Our trust, our confidence, and so forth, and assurance in God, and not by sight, not the external, not the outward appearance and things that we see. And remember now, what, based on what I've seen for these last few years here, <clears throat> There are going to be some things that we see with our natural eyes that if you pay more attention to them than you do God, it may shake you. That's what I see in 2022. You know when we gave that thing, trust the Lord wholeheartedly? I'm telling you, if you, were, if you did not trust the Lord wholeheartedly, I'm telling you, 2021 would have shook you. It would have shook you. Because there's some stuff out there... Um, and, that will shake you if you're not careful. I mean, they tell you that you test positive, you might, oh, that might shake you. But when you rely on God, you say, hey, God's bigger than this. God is bigger than this. God is bigger than this. But if not, fear can take you out if you're not careful. Being afraid of something that God has more power over. Oh, let me get out of that. I believe that, excuse me, in our society, some are somewhat conditioned to allow the outward appearance of this world to influence how we see, hear, think, and regulate our lives. I believe that's why information from so many different sources can have an impact on you if you're not careful. I'm careful about what I let come into my ear gate, nose, eye gate, and so forth. I'm careful. I'm careful. Yeah, I may watch a cartoon quicker than I watch some stuff on television. Because I know what that is. I know what Batman and Superman are going to do in the cartoon. They're going to win in the end. If it ain't part one, it may be part two. But you see what I'm saying? But that take, I know what that is, and it, it gives me, I don't have to worry about that. What I see on, it, it, well, don't you pay attention to what's going on? I pay attention to what God's doing. Oh, yeah, I missed that thing. I watch what God is doing because to me, I'm going to live by faith or I'm going to live by what I see. One of the two is going to happen. It knows what that uh, when he puts that scripture before us, you walk by faith or you walk by sight. He didn't give no no uh, alternative between the two. You either walk by one of the two. I, I choose to walk by faith, but you got to know yourself enough to know how you progress, how you live by faith. Some stuff don't bother some people, but some stuff bother folks. Well, get out of that. But you understand what I'm saying by that. 
when we see it, we begin to see it as our, if you're not careful, what you see can become your reality other than the word of God. And, that, and our word of God tells us to live by faith and not our natural reality. We must walk, regulate, and adjust and maintain our lives by faith and not by sight. Our faith must become the means or source of how we adjust or maintain our thinking, our talking, and our actions. And so in turn, it will be more in line with the written and revealed word of God. My faith has to become my source in how I think, talk, and make decisions. I have to ask myself questions like, am I trusting the ways of God? Am I really believing in the written and revealed word of God? I hear it week in and week out. Am I trusting the Lord wholeheartedly? Do I have confidence in my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ along with his process for my life? And if you answer no to those questions, repent and get back in the game. Don't quit because you find yourself trusting in the world more you trust in God. Repent. Some people find out when they look at their light and say, you know, I've been trusting what I hear on the news more than I trust in God. And then you gotta repent if you do. And then say, God, I repent, I'm sorry, let me, let me start trusting you more. Don't leave the church because you find yourself trusting the world. Don't leave God because you find yourself trusting in, uh, social media outlets more than God. Repent and start trusting God more. Increase your faith. Build it back up and say, God, you know what? How do I fix this? And you go to God and God will give you the instructions as well as the guidance as to how to fix it. Now, if you don't repent, then you can't get better. Oh, let me let me say that again, because that was good. That was just drop down fresh. If you don't repent, you can't get better. Don't start changing before you repent. Because really, if you, you had not repented, then you got to listen. We got to go to God and just say, God, you know, I messed up. This is I messed up, God. I did it wrong. I was wrong, God. Now help me to get this right. And God will do that for you. The God will do that for you. And then you, you say, well, pastor, tell me more on what faith is and how do I increase it? Well, let's go. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is. Notice what faith is. What is belief is? What is trust is? What is confidence in God and his word? What's my, what is conviction of what God says and does? One is the substance. It's the foundation. It's that which is firm. That actual thing that is this. Faith is real to believers. Of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. Our faith in God is the foundation that allows us to have hope for things that we don't see yet. Biblical hope. Is earnest expectation of a promise of God, confidence for something to happen in line with scripture. Biblical hope is this, earnest expectation of a promise of God. It is confidence for something to happen in line with scripture. Biblical hope. You can also have ungodly hope too, but we're not dealing with that. Because of my faith, trust, and confidence in God's written and revealed word, I can have hope, expectation that his promise will manifest, even though I may not have fully seen it or experienced it yet. I can rely on scriptures like 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. For all the promises, all his 
divine assurance, all the blessing, the blessing of the Lord that make one's rich and add no sorrow. Of God in him is yes and in him, amen, to his glory, to his honor, and to his praise of God through us. And assurance is a word of honor, a guarantee, an affirmation that God is going to stand by his word. When God promises something, if God gives you a divine assurance, it is a guarantee, an affirmation that it will come to pass. God put it like this. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not my word. Whatever God said in his word, our faith gives us hope that, yes, it will come to pass. It is a guarantee. See, my faith is the foundation, the substance for which I have hope for. That's why I like scriptures like Luke 6 and 38. When I give, it shall be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into our bosom. For the same measure that you use, it be measured back to you. See, the process of increase comes with the promise. When I give, it shall be given back to us. See, the Lord continues to open up and open heaven with blessings that poured out on us, such as Malachi 3, verse 10. We'd heard it earlier. Bring, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I would not open for you windows of heaven and pour out for you blessings, there would not be room enough to receive it. Uh, I was going to show you a clip real quickly, but think about this. Uh, how many have ever seen a waterfall before? Think about this. If you got a cup down the end of that waterfall and all of a sudden that water starts coming, that fat, see you, Mr. Smith said that earlier. I thought she was just looking at my video, but she didn't see it. I don't know about that. It coming down to that, it gets, man, listen, you just hold it out there. And it will fill up and then it overflow and then God can fill it up again and it overflow and continue to fill up. It is an overflow. Now, we also see in 2 Chronicles 20 and 20, 2 Chronicles 20 and 20, 20 and 20. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. You shall be supported, made firm, and, and you want to be sure. But you believe this prophets and you shall prosper. You're going to make progress and succeed. See, God's prophets help us to increase our faith in our lives to the point that I can be a consistent faith walker. That's why we talked about earlier uh, in Romans 10 and 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Romans 10 and 17, faith comes. But how does it come? You hear. You get instructions, you get in guidance, you get in the preached word, but what are you getting? You're getting the word of God. So therefore, your faith increases. Each time we come together, our faith should or has the opportunity to increase. Now, if you miss that opportunity, then you can't get mad at God. Because God knows what, why and what area you need to increase in better than you do. See, as I'm speaking to you right now, the Holy Spirit is revealing certain areas of your life where you need your faith to increase in. Because he knows what's going to happen next week. He knows what's going to happen two months from now. He knows, See, some things God's preparing you for two months from now, three months from now. Because he knows what's going to happen two or three months from now. But God has to build you up to that particular place 
So you're ready for what happens two months from now, three months from now, when that doctor says this or when that lawyer says this or when your cousin says this or whatever happens in your life. God is preparing us for that. He doesn't prepare you just like that. He, it's, a, it's a process. He prepares us for. Why? He's going to show you things to come. How does he show you? Through his word. He shows you through his word. So what is God preparing me for? One thing I know he's preparing us for is what we're going to see, we ain't going to like. But we're walking by faith and not by what? So with the sight, it's going to be real. But we're not going to let that move us. We're not going to let it move us as a church. We're not going to let us move, move us as a Christian. We're going to continue to follow our omniscient God. That's why we need preachers to help us increase our faith. That's why Romans 10 and 15, how should they preach unless they are sent as written? How beautiful the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. So there's a reason why the enemy will try to cause me to miss what God has for me. He wants me to miss it. He wants me to miss my instructions. He wants me to miss my guidance. He wants me to miss what God wants me to have. Why? Because he knows that if I miss enough, he knows what he put in front of me is going to mess me up. Now, let me show you something real quick that uh, I'm going to share this and move on. But he's always putting stuff in front of us. You just don't see it because, God, you've been walking by faith. Let that sink in for a moment. Okay, let me, let me give you a natural example and I go back to that spiritual example. How many have ever walked in the house or walked somewhere in a room and you saw something sitting there? It was sitting there the whole time, but you didn't see it. And now you see it and you're like, who put that there? It was there the whole, no, it's been sitting there the whole time. Well, no, nah, somebody put that there because I know I look that, I look for that, I look for that place several times. No, nah, it was out there the whole time. You just didn't see it. Oh, y'all missed this. Catch, catch me, catch me. And when you're walking by faith, there going to be some things you're going to see. You're not going to see it the way it, it's meant to impact your life. It's meant to impact you in a negative way, but God said, no, you see it by faith. You don't see it by natural means. See, a doctor report, if you don't see it by faith, that thing can throw you and be sitting in the closet in the dark somewhere. You can hear something from you can look at something in your finances. Sometimes a bill can come. I mean a real bill. I talk about a bill for $15.22. I'm talking about a bill for hundreds of dollars. And if you ain't got the faith, you're like, what in the world? You know what? Okay, I, my, my people who go to get, get the car fixed sometimes, they start with an oil change. $40, $30, $20, you get. okay. But then they find something. And when they find, you think it's gonna be okay, all right, another fifty dollars. I'm, I'm alright with that. I'm alright with that. Fifty dollars, I'm alright with that. But now they add another zero to it. Five hundred dollars. So five hundred and thirty dollars, you're like, what? I just come to get a thirty dollar oil chain. Here I am five hundred and thirty dollars. But see, people walk by faith are not gonna be affected by that. Because what you going to say? God going to supply the need. If it needs to be fixed, what you really say, thank God he kept it until I got to the mechanic. Because it could have been a situation I've been on the side of the road with a tow bill and $530 and me mad because ain't nobody picking me up in 30, in 30 seconds. 
So, but see, it was there the whole time, but God protected you from it because you walk by faith and not by sight. You're not stressed out about it. You're not mad about it. You ain't trying to cuss out to everybody, every mechanic in there because you think they try to get your money. You, you, I mean, you just, you just deal with it. You're a lot different person than what you used to be. Okay, they're probably not nobody in here, but people like that used to get mad when they can't. They try to get my money. They want me. Walk out there then and don't get it fixed then. <laughs> now, as a consistent faith walker, I can't afford to stay in my feelings. I can't afford to stay in my feelings. I got to be mature because it'll hinder my faith from increasing. I got to be. Because see, as we approach 2022, you can have all type of trepidations, which are dreads and fears and panics and terrors that will try to derail your faith based on what you see, hear, and experience. As we said in times past, COVID-19 is a real enemy has been causing havoc since it came on the scene. Our political climate is very divisive and in some cases destructive when it comes to having one nation under God. Inflation it can mess with your mind if you ain't careful. They try to slip up gas prices on some of us. It used to be $2. Dollar. I remember a day it was about a quarter, 50 cents, somewhere in that neighborhood for a gallon. I know that that's not, that was not fake reality. That was reality. But things have changed. But see, either you're going to walk by faith or you're going to walk by sight. See, you shouldn't get mad at the price of stuff. You should be saying, God, increase my faith so this is nothing. I'm mad because they raised the prices. No, God increased my faith, so this is nothing. I'm walking by faith and not by. Why can't God increase your paycheck so it ain't nothing? Why can't God decrease your services so it ain't nothing? And why can't God? God's doing stuff all the time. The world's going to do what they're going to do, y'all. The world's going to do what they're going to do. We don't live by the world. We live by what? Faith. We live by faith. I'm sorry, I got a little sidetrack on that one. Regardless of what we see, hear, and feel, and touch, and so forth, we must live by faith based on God's written and revealed word. It's imperative that we make a daily choice to believe in Jesus. It's a, day, it's a daily choice. And I found that out when you make that choice daily. Remember what we talked about earlier at the end of last year? His word we meditate on day and what? We don't take time off because that's what the problem is for some of us. Some of us took vacation from meditating on the word day and night. And so now you're walking by sight instead of by faith. You got to trust God despite what's going on. Meditating on the word day and night will keep you in that place. I believe the more confidence, trust, and assurance that we have in Jesus, we can better trust his power to manifest itself in our lives. Our faith in God brings about testimony after testimony in our lives. Some of us share, some of us have not, not have a chance to share about how we're receiving our heart's desires. We have peace that passes all understanding. God gives us a victory that overcomes the world. God is constantly directing our path. We're so grateful for the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, keeping and protecting and influences us on a day-by-day basis. 
Woo, thank you so much for your word working. I'm like, this look, look toward heaven and say, thank God the word is working in me. Let's go to Hebrews 11 and 2. Hebrews 11 and 2. For by, excuse me, I'm in three, two. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. Notice the elders of those who advanced in life, they're mature in the faith, obtain a good testimony, a good witness and a good report. We can appreciate the elders who had a good testimony before God and the people of God. And we can have a good testimony as well. It's not just elders. You can have a good testimony as well. People need to know that you walk by faith and not by sight. And you tell them by your actions. You're not moved by the natural things around you. And if you are, you repent and say, God, I'm, I, you know what? I let what I see mess me up. I repent. Let me get back in the race. Faith help us to see and understand and put in order that the worlds of this age were framed by the word of God. Notice Hebrews 11 and 3. By faith, we understand, we perceive, we think, we're, we're considering that the worlds were framed or completed are put in order by the word of God. It, it was prepared by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. He uses word to frame or put our life in order. Thank God he does because we couldn't do this on our own. He puts single people in life in order. He puts marriages in order. He puts our parenting in order. He puts our career or our job or our business in order. He puts our ministry, our auxiliaries in order. He puts our finances in order. He puts our, our help in order. He could, listen, if God didn't put it in order, the world would call chaos in our lives. He puts these things in order. And one thing about a frame, See, with a frame, you can only go so far before you hit the, the edge of the frame. What do I mean by that? See, I can only go so far. I, I don't go outside because I'm hitting what the frame is holding up here. Watch this. Sometimes in life, the enemy wants to do something to you, but he can only go so far because he runs into the frame that God put around your life. He wants to do more, but he runs into the He's, that's why he says no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Because why? He does so much, but he runs it too. He tried to get the boys, amen, when they went down, he, excuse me, the boy, the man who threw down into the lion's den, but he ran into the frame. See, God would not let the the enemy can only do so much to you before the, he runs into a frame. <laughs> Woo! A frame protects from the outside elements, protects from the devices of the enemy. That's why no weapon is formed against you right now. It's prospering against you. Because the enemy tried to get you, but he couldn't. Because why? You were framed. I've got a purpose for you, so i got to frame you. Yeah, I know you tried to get outside of it. And you know what? As much as I can run around this room right now, I can only run so far if every door is closed. Because why? I run into the what? What's holding this room together, which is the frame. Listen, you can only run so much before you run into the frame. That's why it says train them up in the way they should go, frame. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Because why? You're inside the frame. You're inside the purpose of God. You're inside of what God is doing in your life. Thank God 
for the frame of our life. It wasn't for the frame, some of us have been messed up right now. It wasn't for the frame, some of us would be in disaster right now. Some of us be walking by sight instead of by faith. Hebrews 11 and 4. We see it in this part. Good reports from others in scripture. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Woo, isn't that wonderful how he did that? He did it by faith. I always thought because he was doing something wonderful, but really he did it by what? Faith. And he did a more excellent, a greater in quality, a superior sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and through it being dead, though it being he being dead, still speaks. One lesson we learn from the example is that faith played a major role in putting Abel's sacrifice over the top. It was not based on who was the favorite or who gave more. It was based on the fact that that Abel gave in faith. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. Abel gave in, gave in faith. We see traits in Abel that we need to strive to have in our lives. So we learn from Abel that we give, we need to give in faith. What I love about that is faith supersedes the amounts. Supersedes the amount. You see the woman who gave, uh, as Deacon McCullough talked about the other day, it was what, what, what equivalent to less than a penny, but she gave more than they are. How is that possible? By faith. See, faith can have you in a, in a good place in life when you give by faith. See, when we give our time, we also need to give our time in faith. When you, when you give time, give it in faith. When you give resources, give in faith. When we give financially, give in faith. When we help somebody, do it in faith. Don't do it in your natural. Because in your natural, you might get mad. You might get mad. Really, if you help somebody in the natural, you might get mad because they, they, they may not respond the way you think they ought to respond. Every married person should have said amen then. Every married person should have said amen. Because, you know, married couples, they don't, we don't always, get, we, we give, but we may not receive it back the way we think we ought. Well, you do it in faith. See the difference there? All right, let's go. Now, once again, we see how faith helps to please God in Hebrews 11 and 5. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased, he satisfied, he delighted, he was in agreement with God. As we begin this message today, we want, we had a life, we want to be a life that what? Please God. While anyone was on this earth, he had a testimony, he had the, yeah, testimony that he pleased God. And see, faith is the avenue to pleasing God. Not only for Enoch, but for us as well. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Faith walkers develop a daily desire to want to please their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You want to please him. You want to please him in the morning, 
You take no time off in pleasing God. Meditate on his word day and night. Take no time off in pleasing God. It, one thing you need to understand, though, it's a lifelong process, but the journey is well worth it. It takes time to please God. I'm not, listen, a lot of, I've seen this and I, I, I've witnessed this more than one time. And I've often was amazed that people that who, who I saw in the faith, who I used to admire their faith, I said, man, these people got, if one day, if I could be as faithful as they are, I would be all right. I'm going to make it. And there's some people right now, they're not even in church anymore, that I looked up to in their spiritual journey. This is real. I remember when I first started doing prison ministry and I was ministering in one of the uh, places and an individual looked at me one day and he said, I used to do what you do. I used to go into the jail and minister to people. And, and that really shook me. I, I have not forgotten it today because I, I realized I am just one decision away from being where he is right now. One decision. One decision. It don't take 15. Don't take a thousand. It takes one. One decision at the wrong time can mess your life up. Or put make your life difficult, I should say. It can make your life difficult. Can God straighten it out? Of course he can. He's been doing that for years. But the thing I want you to understand is when you do whatever you do, you do it in faith. Understand this is a lifelong process. Don't be in a hurry with it. Just continue to allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. Let me close it out. We want to please God in our witnessing, our relationships, our interaction with our brothers and sisters, our love for one another, our commitment to God and devotion, our fellowship with others, and so forth. And as a faith walker, I am learning quickly that I need to learn to please God more than seeking to please my desires or others. I believe this is the life of a person who is striving, who is trying and attempting to be a consistent, someone who's steady, stable, and constant faith walker. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.